Hey folks, welcome back to Make Mind Multiversity. This is your host, Kevin. Marvel is very slowly getting back to uh, a regular publishing schedule as we speak. Uh, they started the end of May on the 27th, beginning of this month on a rotating publishing floppies one week and publishing trades and other books the next week. And so uh, we will be following that and following new books and launches as they come. I believe the Empire event that was originally scheduled for April starts in July, and we've seen that that Ten of Swords, which was going to start in July, is going to be starting in September. So Marvel's slowly getting back to regular, and, we'll, and the show will be following them as that comes. Of course, we know that as the comic book world gets back to things as regular, that the regular world is in a sense of upheaval. And this show, this episode, was recorded before the murder of George Floyd, Ahmed Aubrey, and Breonna Taylor, which sparked new protests against racism and police, police brutality and white supremacy, not only in the United States, but all across the world. We at Multiversity uh, participated in Black on Tuesday and stand with the protesters and, and those uh, who suffer under uh, historic systems of mar marginalization and oppression. The comic books, the heroes that we read about, the ideas about truth and justice in the American way, and yes, I realize that's a Superman thing, teach us that when people cry out for help and for need, when people cry, I can't breathe, we are to respond. Um, and so we hope that you will do the same. Uh, so what follows though, since this episode was recorded a few weeks ago, immediately after when I get done talking, uh, you'll hear from Greg Matasevich, who's the co-host of Robots from Tomorrow, a little bit about the shelf-bound auction that is wrapping up soon. Um, and you'll hear that in the coming days. Uh, but you'll hear a special episode with Jake, Elias, and I as we talk about Marvel events from the 21st century. Um, but I also wanted to take a moment before the show begins to say thank you. Um, this is my last regular show as the host of Make Mine Multiversity, and it has been a privilege and a blessing and a wonderful opportunity over the last three years to be a part of this podcast and a part of Multiversity. Um, as I go on into different parts of life, I'm excited to see what uh, Jake and Elias, who have been with the show for the last uh, few months, are going to be doing with the show and taking it in fun and exciting and new directions. I know they have a lot of really fun things planned with other people from the Multiversity Comics um, site and a number of fun uh, bits and things um, as the show moves into the future. So I hope that you will continue to listen. I certainly will and continue to make my Marvel and make my Multiversity. Um, and thank you all and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, I'm Greg Mutasevich. When I'm not co-hosting Robots from Tomorrow with Mike Romeo for Multiversity Comics, I'm writing their monthly comic book binding column, Shelfbound. And from now until June 5th, I'm auctioning off a different, custom-bound volume of comics from my collection every weekday to benefit the Hero Initiative. Auctions start at $25 and run for three days. Some of the binds up for auction include Alan Moore's Miracle Man, colored Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles graphic novels, and the launch of Milestone Comics signed and sketched by Dennis Cowan. Follow Multiversity Comics on Twitter and keep checking out the site every day to see what other comics we're pulling out of the long boxes and putting on bookshelves for charity. Maybe your bookshelf.
And welcome back, folks, to Make Mine Multiversity, a Marvel podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as usual, are Jake and Elias. Uh, this is the week of May 20th. I think time has lost all meaning in the midst of this pandemic. Um, I think that's right. Whatever. Uh, and comics have just started this week to return to uh, the shelves of of, new, of comic book stores, of online dealers and things. This is the first new comic book day since the end of March. And, and DC and a lot of other uh, places, well, DC has been doing some other, you know, fun things if you've been reading the news. Uh, but they're finally getting their products back out on the shelf. And Marvel, I think, is coming back to the direct market starting next week on May 27th. So when we come back in June uh, for our episodes, there should be some books. They're also, Marvel is releasing some books uh, only digital right now. I think like Hawkeye Freefall and some other books went um, entirely digital. Uh, so if you're interested in all those things, you can check out those books and such. Uh, but uh, because we still don't have any new books to talk about, we thought we would take an episode to do another fun activity, and we're going to rank all three of us, our top three Marvel events of the 2010s. But before we do that, I uh, hope you'll take a moment to uh, rate, subscribe us if you're coming to us from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, whatever it is that you get your, your podcasts from. And if you're discovering us for the first time, we hope that you'll head on over to multiversitycomics.com where we're hosted. Multiversity is your comics home for all things news, reviews, think pieces, television reviews, and other fun things. The site is gearing up for their summer content as the summer overtakes us. Perhaps. I, again, I don't know what time is. Uh, and they're gearing up for Summer Comics TV binge and Comics binge. And so uh, check those things out as they come. Uh, but with that, Jake, Elias, how are y'all making it tonight? Making it. Making yeah. it. Yeah, yeah that's about good. it. <laughs> doing all right. Doing all right. Awesome. Doing worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, most people that I talk to right now, it's it's like, it could be doing worse. And it's like, that's probably true. Um, cool. Well, a couple ground rules before we get going with our uh, top three picks. So we decided amongst ourselves one on a definition of what a Marvel event is. Obviously, so, I'm going to be the problem child when this comes up later. So oh please God. continue. All right. So an event, uh, we're defining it as any any um, event that has a book titled after the event as part of the event. So that could be the big events, you know, like... Uh, like Civil War Two is an event, obviously a big event because there was a series called Civil War Two. That also includes uh, crossovers. So, like the Avengers standoff crossover had an Avengers standoff Alpha issue and an Omega issue to begin and end the crossover. But in the middle, the main books uh, were series like Avengers, Captain America, and so forth. Um, so, those are the things that we're defining as an event. We also second ground rule. Um, is that we're not including House of X and Powers of Ten on our list, mostly because we have talked about them entirely too much on this podcast, and they would probably be near the top of all of our lists, I would imagine. And um, whether or not they count is kind of complicated and dubious, because although it, they're uh, two series that are one and are both miniseries, they uh, don't have any tie-in issues until they launch a whole line, and um, they don't really cross over with other contemporary books. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. So it really stretches yeah. our definition. Yeah, yeah. Definitions are fun. Uh, I study religion, so definitions are the entirety of I can imagine of all of it, and it's 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 the whole thing. So, um, 
with that, I think those are the only ground rules. We're going to do it in the format like the DC3 boys do it and like we've done it on here where uh, we'll name our third picks. We'll start with Elias and then go to Jake and then go to myself and we'll round robin like that. Um, and if somebody's has a pick and somebody else has it higher on that list, they will say we'll talk about that later and we'll talk about it at the highest point on the list. Um, before we begin, I want to mention that our show tonight is sponsored by HBO Max Release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. Just goes to show that white male rage is the most powerful thing in the universe. I was sitting here uh, stunned. I was I, I was like, I was stunned about the Snyder Cut. I uh, was like, I can't believe they're sponsoring us because anything seems possible and the world is crazy. Yeah, and, I, I, and then I remember that nobody nobody wants to sponsor us. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares about us. But apparently, millions of people care about the Snyder Cut. So uh, it's coming to HBO oh, Max. Only we can and, capture that market in some way. But I'm sure yeah. this will go nowhere dark. We shouldn't. Uh, no here. no something something all right fuck boys anyway whatever uh <laughs> um i think before we got started too jake you were gonna you had a full rundown of the entirety of the events that marvel's published for the 2010s um, um oh oh wait no uh-oh. maybe nah we're not including the 2000s uh-oh i didn't oh, can... oh okay 2000s and 2010s whoops um, all minor from the 2010s all Yikes. right, well, so we, we all used a Wikipedia article that was very complicatedly um, set up, and I think that kind of captures the challenge of this whole exercise, is that whoever named, uh, as we discussed in our last episode, uh, the different initiatives Marvel Now, and Marvel All New Now, and All New All Different Marvel Now, and Marvel Now 2, just the genius who came up with that marketing thing, I think must be the same genius who decided to call a certain kind of story an event, and then not <laughs> tell anyone what that means, but it's really important. Yeah, and That's like a really prevalent, uh, stupid thing in comics that we all have to figure out. Um, but of the 2000s, the ones that the Wikipedia article definitively thought were an event included House of M, Civil War, Secret Invasion, Siege, Avengers vs. X-Men, Infinity, Axis, Secret Wars, Civil War II, Inhumans vs. X-Men, Secret Empire, and War of the Realms. Um, okay. But immediately I started thinking about things that I uh, thought should count as events as well, because um, like Age of Ultron was definitely an event as our definition defines it. We have a, there's a beginning issue and an end issue. There's a central mini series, and there was a bunch of tie-in issues, even if the uh, numbering of them was super weird. Mm-hmm. It's fucking stupid, is what they were. Yeah, if you yeah. recall, they uh, the Age of Ultron tie-in issues had the same number as the previous issues in the series. They just had the letters AU after the number. So if you're reading like Spider-Man that month, there'd be Spider-Man number 16, and then there'd be Spider-Man number 16 AU, and that's what the one you knew as a tie-in. Yeah. Um, which is, again, just like the, the genius people who decide how to market these Marvel books. I and, hope Marvel fired that marketing person. Like, I really do. A genius? I don't know anything about marketing. Maybe those, that made those books sell way better than they would have otherwise. I don't know a thing. I have no idea. I just buy the uh, books and don't know how to do it, even though I think about it constantly. <laughs> um, but like Age of Ultron, it fits our definition. They named a very lucrative, uh, controversial film after it. So like that has to count, right? Age of Ultron? Indeed. Yep. Yeah. So yep. this was my list of I went through a lot of other things, and I'm sure there's things I left off, but these are all other things I considered and uh, should be on our list of events. They include Marvel The End, which was an initiative where they wrote the hypothetical ends of various uh, Marvel series, which they recently revived, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I read a couple of them. They were fine. Um, 
the book I am going to call Nick Fury's Secret War. It was the oh, third yeah. series called Secret War that Marvel had published, not to be confused with the later fourth series called Secret War. A Secret Wars. Secret Wars. There have been two Secret Wars, a second Secret Wars, one Secret War, and a yeah, a lot of wars that are apparently not very secret because we know about them. Yeah, so this Secret War is singular, um, but I've always thought of it as it's a book with uh, Nick Fury central is the central character, so I call it Nick Fury's Secret War to differentiate it between all the other similarly titled books. Uh, then there's Annihilation, Annihilation Conquest, War of Kings, World War Hulk, Shadowland, Age of Ultron, Chaos War, The Black Vortex, Monsters Unleashed, and Infinity Wars. And I'm just realizing a really important one that I left off that list is um, Fear Itself. That was a huge event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then and then the category just got even more ballooned because we said something like Avengers Standoff counted. Um, so things like that, like the, the Spider-Man like clone conspiracy event. Age of X-Man. Like, Age of X, Age of X, man. Yeah, uh, there was an Age of X, I think, in the 2000s also. So I don't think Age of X would uh, fit our definition, though. Oh, okay. Well, glad nobody picked that. I haven't read it, so whatever. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I really recommend it. It's not one of my top three. Okay. All I right. have a trade, though. It's like a cool book. I recently reread it, and it totally holds up. And it's written by Mike Carey, who later went on to oh. write The Girl with All the Gifts, which is a popular YA book. <laughs> I think he also did Lucifer and... The unwritten. Uh, yeah, yep. That, yep. That he, those are the things he did before he wrote X Men. He's really cool. I recommend his yeah. work. So there are a lot of Marvel events, is what <laughs> we are trying to explain to you all. Um, so we'll start with Elias. Elias, give us your number three. So my number three was the one Jake forgot: Fear itself. Really? Yeah. So okay. uh, to prepare for this, I reread and or read all of the top, like that main event section. Um, all this is of that fraction, right? Uh, and then I was like, wait a minute, there are a couple others that seem to fit. So I grabbed those. And yeah, by Matt Fraction. And Stuart Immonen and Wade Von Grabadger, Dexter Vines, and I don't remember the colorist and letterer <laughs> but they were consistent throughout which is very nice yeah it's, it's so Did unfortunate how hard it is to get um it was inked you said the inker and the colorist mm-hmm. was laura martin mm. okay we'll talk about it talk about fear itself last well fear itself was uh, a thor event uh back in i think it was 2012 um 2011 2011 there are so many I got events the, I got in that open small in era. Um, and it was, I mean, it was such an interesting place for the Thor characters. So this is the, the event which sees uh, Odin's brother come back uh, and the, and the uh, Asgardians kind of get trapped on Earth. Because before they were on Earth, they, they had their big floating city. Um, and then their big floating city was blown up in siege. Uh, and then one of the the impetuses for this event is Tony's like, I want to rebuild Asgard here in Broxton. Broxton? Broxton? Broxton. Broxton, Broxton, Oklahoma. Uh, Braxton Hicks contractions. Braxton Hicks. But to make things more confusing, this also ties in with Ed Brubaker's uh, 
Captain America stuff because Sin, who is now the new Red Skull, shows up and is like, I'm going to find this special hammer that Hitler wanted back in the Nazi era for some reason. Uh, And she gets it and frees Odin's brother from... It's not hell. Somewhere. It's never really said. Uh, But I just found the event such an interesting time capsule of the the Thor era of the time. Uh, Especially because uh, good old uh, Odin is just the the biggest asshole. Oh, he's so terrible. (laughs) He's so horrible in in this. But it's also the best. This feels like the thing that, that really inspired the Thor movie, even though it came out after the Thor movie. Um, <laughs> the two the two are kind of operating on similar wavelengths. Um, and it's, it's about a father and a son and then brothers. And it's all this weird, like, family drama on top of, oh, the world's about to end because Odin's an asshole and just wants to prepare for war. But I just had a lot of fun with the event. And uh, I guess after having slogged through so many of the others, uh, it felt like such a breath of fresh air that I had to put it near the you, bottom. You didn't even talk about the uh, the crazy hook, which is that um, there's like seven other Thor-style Mjolnir hammers. Oh, yeah. That's and they the come hook. crashing down to Earth. And, and they seven start like random Marvel characters get yeah. like stored up and they have to they go on these crazy Thor-powered rampages based on whoever they are and what they're about. Yeah, yeah Mjolnir gets Oprah, Anger. You, know, you get a Mjolnir. Yeah, one is called Anger with two R's. That's how you know it's a great event. Who, oh, who had that one? That was. I think that, uh, I think that was the thing. Yeah, that was the things. I remember the the best tie-in was the one where Grey Gargoyle gets a hammer and he petrifies the entire city of Paris, and it's like the scariest thing in the world. And Iron Man is just going through this rubble that used to be people, and he's like trying to put them back together. It's like a nightmare. Ooh. Yeah, really scary Four stuff. Five. That was that was good. Paris gets Pompeyed. It's all good stuff. <laughs> yeah, and um, <laughs> my one of my all time favorite Marvel comics launched out of that uh, event. Yeah, the uh, Journey into Mystery, right? You got it in one. Mm, I, yeah. That is one of my favorite series ever. It is yeah. so great. So read this, and then read that. Read some Journey into Mystery. Read some Journey into Mystery. All right, what were your picks? Um, I'm all right, up Jake. Picks, right? Yeah. Yep, you're number right. three. Okay, so my number three uh, pick might be controversial with the stipulations, but I have a backup. Okay. Okay. Shoot. Go for it. My number three pick is Annihilation Conquest from two thousand seven and eight. Mm. I think that's I think that's fine. I think that's that's within. What is what about I I have, so I haven't read the Annihilation books. What about it would not necessarily fit? It's a little definition. bit different than what we were talking about structurally, but I think it technically might qualify. There is a first issue and a last issue and a mini series, but there's no other ongoing series that tie into it. There are instead four mini series, which I think are four issues each, that are the tie-in issues. Doesn't Nova tie? Okay. Uh, Nova, I don't think had started yet. I think Nova spun out of this actually. Mm, all right. No, I think like the, the what we what we decided was just that there was just a issue that was called the event, and as long as that happened, then we were kosher so yeah this was a six issue series okay so I'm no, going with no, no, nova four through seven. Oh, nova had just started then oh you're right because the first arc of nova ties into civil war when he uh iron man tries to recruit him and he's like space is more important than this bs <laughs> yeah that was a great way to start that series um annihilation <laughs> conquest is a 2007 uh to eight 
uh, event series, but I guess what I'm trying to say is it's like a virtual event because it's mostly series that were built to support the event. Um, and it, there's a lot of creators on it, but it's overseen by um, the partnership of Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. And this um, huge series was one of the last things they worked together before they split up as creative partners, which I think is a damn shame. Um, even though I'm sure they had their reasons. And it is um, no, most notably the story that the team that we all now know as the Guardians of the Galaxy appeared for the first time as a team. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize they first appeared in this. And um, it is about um, after the last big galactic war, Star-Lord is hired by the Kree to be their like security consultant because they're he's like, you're a cool war hero now. And the first thing he does is fucks up. And um, he lets in the um, the phalanx from X-Men, um, the techno-organic race. And they try to, like, Borg-style assimilate, assimilate the Kree homeworld. And um, it's about the war to liberate Kree space from the assimilating phalanx. Um, and, I, and who the actual villain behind it ends up being is, like, a really fun Marvel twist. But I think I want to save that for when people read it. <laughs> okay. It's like I've major- heard that... Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. It's just a, it's a major Marvel character that everyone knows um, is involved, and it's in a very exciting and creative way that surprised me. Okay, I know that because I know that like everybody talks about like Abnett and Lanning, like like an Annihilation being like peak Abnett and Lanning. So yeah, that's one of those that I I do want to go and 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 check out at some point. And the the first Annihilation I love too, um, but I think it's a little bit older and it's aged a little bit harder. But Annihilation Conquest is tight. It's one of the best space opera stories ever. Um, it's just like great Star Wars stuff with just like heroes are desperate and they make mistakes and they gotta claw their way back out of them in like a great adventure way. It's got um and so the best part of the story is about Star Lord fucks up and he invites in these enemies and the and the Kree's last act before their empire falls is to arrest him because he's such a dick. And to um, get him on the fast track on death row so that he uh, can be executed for his crimes. Whoops. And in jail, he meets Rocket Raccoon, Groot, and a bunch of other characters, uh, Mantis, and a bunch of other characters that are going to become the Guardians of the Galaxy. And a bunch of characters who you, we've never heard from again. Um, Does he play them the 70s greatest hits from Earth or no? No, that was all James Gunn. Oh, okay. That's not in the comic. Um, but... Um, but they, they have to go undercover, like, in occupied Kree world with all these cyborgs trying to assimilate you. And that's the first mission of the team that will be called at the end of that story, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Okay. Real and question. The, and it's Does the best part. Does it feature zombie Marvel? Um, who's the Marvel <laughs> in it? No, it does not feature zombie Marvel. It's got a uh, Philavel, and she is not yet a zombie, but will be. <laughs> Just you wait, kids. Just, Just you wait. You. <laughs> um... Well, nice. Well, nice. Well, good. So, so far, no overlaps. My uh, we'll go nine for nine. No, I think I, I, I have no idea. I think I've got one that Elias has. Oh, okay. I'm sure that I have one that both of you have, but I don't. All right. What's your so my number, th- my number three is uh, an event called um, uh, Cataclysm, the Ultimate's Last Stand from 2013, 2014. Whoa. Uh, crazy. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My God. Written, great pick. Written by your friend, my friend and yours, Brian Michael Bendis, <laughs> illustrated by Mark Bagley, inked by Andrew Hennessy, colored by Jason Keith, and then lettered by Corey Petit. Um, so it's kind of the like last shining moment of Ultimate Marvel before, really before Secret Wars. Um, and really funny. 
so I bought, so I got into comics about the time that the aforementioned uh, divisive Avengers Age of Ultron movie came out. Um, and one of the first Marvel books that I read, I bought Age of Ultron in trade and it didn't make any sense to me. Oh, it's one of but the worst it, books ever written. It's so bad. Another Bendis jaunt, but very bad. Um, <laughs> and at the end of that book, for some reason, Galactus ends up in the ultimate universe um, with Miles Morales. And I didn't know who Miles Morales was when I picked the trade up. And I didn't know why Galactus was where what was happening or whatever. But that's the impetus for this event where the real Galactus from the real Marvel universe or from the 616 universe gets teleported at, for some reason, I don't forget how at the individual Ultron into the ultimate Marvel universe and then what? takes over the like weird Galact, whatever Warren Galactus. Ellis bullshit. Yeah. All three yeah. Words. Uh, yeah. Those like alien things. And then starts to like eat the, um, the ultimate Marvel earth and all the heroes got a band band together. Uh, I think Captain America dies. Um, Good, it's just like one of, one. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, like he was a little bit like racist and gymnastic, like throughout the whole ultimate. So like he came, he came back around, you know, when Hickman started writing him. Um, I think Hickman but... killed him later, actually. Did Hickman kill him? I thought Bendis killed him. And in... I think he dies uh, during the Hickman Ultimate Civil War, which is kind of actually a really cool comic that people. Oh, oh no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. He like, cra- he like crashes a plane like Independence Day style. Yes. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be. Yeah. That comic is wild and everyone, it came after a lot of bad Ultimate stuff. So people were like, Ultimates is stupid, right? And it was like, no, this is a Hickman nonsense. It's a great. That's like, that's my other, like, I think we talked about this. We've talked about this on some episode. My like hot take almost is that Hickman's like Ultimates run is as good as his Avengers, New Avengers stuff, which I dig and you're going to see on this list in a second. Um, that's a spicy take and, um, I support you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> your support. Uh, your support means so much to me. Um, uh, yeah, I, so this was before I thought that Bendis, I had different views on Bendis. I haven't read it in a while, but I just like remember it being as with like most of Bendis's ideas, like they're really creative and they're like really, really grand. And most, some of the times like very poorly executed or at least just like super elongated. Um, yeah. Uh, and I just think that like the idea of real Galactus ending up in the ultimate Galactus universe after they already screwed up their Galactus story is just like super fun and cool. And I just kind of have an affinity for the ultimate universe because or ultimate Marvel, because that's kind of how I got into regular Marvel. So Me too. the last the last big gasp um, is cool. It's also like the first event that like Miles Morales takes like gets to like really have a big role in, um, which is kind of cool considering he's like, you know, gone on to be along with like Miss Marvel sort of like Marvel's uh, like star child of the, of the 10s of the 2010s. So yeah, that's and my number a, three. What a cool weird pick because I think if you look upon my list of everything, like no doubt Bendis is the king of events. Bendis basically event inve- invents the event. That's harder to say than I thought it would be. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, and like Bendis is, be- is best known for them. Uh, Bendis is the event guy at Marvel when mm-hmm. Bendis does so many of them that everyone's like, we don't ever want to see an event again. Um, just like ben, he's like synonymous with events, but if you go through them, like, I don't know that what his great event is, even though he's definitely the, it's his signature style. So it's cool that you picked one and one of his lesser remembered ones, which I, and mm-hmm. I, I think, which I think is a 
very spicy pick actually because i remember that <laughs> i remember that uh coming out i don't remember it being great but i do remember eagerly awaiting each issue because it was so exciting when it was coming out mm-hmm. i yeah. have read yeah. exactly one ultimate book other than the smattering of few issues that are just painful uh and it was the supreme power crossover i love that arc that was which, so that's good yeah was really weird especially because it features greg Landart, which i could leave at the door yeah it's not great that's when it true. happens but sometimes you got to deal with it to read good writing it happens yeah. more often than you'd wish sometimes you just gotta you just gotta suck it up you gotta yep. swim swim into the into the void and one day i'll read the ultimate stuff one day all yeah, right. I mean, I don't know that like all that we're getting on side tan. I don't know that like all of it really holds up. All the Hickman stuff definitely holds holds up. The like first half of Ultimate Spider-Man is like good, and then I would I love think... to put together like a reading list actually of like a recommended what Ultimate parts Ooh. of Ultimate is good because there's a bunch of like little hidden. There's a really cool little Jason Aaron part that gets forgotten where he was yeah, in some of the yeah. books. Yeah, um, and and they were good. Um, we should like uh, collaborate and put together like a recommended reading list for anyone who wants to just like go back and appreciate the good parts of the ultimate universe. Do it. I'd be, I'd be into that. Yeah. Cause like none of the Mark Millar stuff is good. Hot take from me. Uh, um, I it's think definitely that's morally cool bankrupt. Take. Some of it is kind of like historically interesting. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Like some of the, or, some yes. of it is like interesting as like a Bush era relic of like, wow, yeah. stuff was really like that. Like this wasn't like a parody of what stuff was like. This was sincerely what people were like. And now it feels oh. like a joke that actually happened yeah yeah exactly exactly it's like this is not this is not satirical um yeah this a so, does stand this a does stand for france i um, love that line as a satire <laughs> there's a bunch of like sexist mark millar stuff that i think is really good satire but he didn't mean it that yes. way yeah yeah he did not no self-awareness okay uh <laughs> number two elias secret wars we'll talk about right, that we'll talk about that later a bit. all right <laughs> jake (laughs) (laughs) that was great you guys just like high fives all around uh my number two i'm guessing we might talk about this later is war of the realms you would be right i love you guys we're great at this (laughs) nice okay so uh my number two we are going to talk about is uh the aforementioned jay hickman uh infinity uh event wow that's another one that that's probably remembered as one of hickman's uh not most beloved works i had that as an honorable mention Oh, I had War of the Realms as an honorable mention. Um, <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to, you know, to to like spice it up a little bit. I wanted some, wanted some, uh, some antagonisms. Yeah, but um, I got to stay on brand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Infinity, uh, written by Hickman, illustrated by uh, Jim Chung and Jerome Pena and Dustin Weaver, all colored. I, at least the the Chung stuff's inked by Mark Millar, and then all it's covered no, colored Mark by Millar. the. Lead. I mean, not Mark Millar. Jesus Christ! Oh my God, Mark <laughs> Morales, um, and then all colored by the the late Justin Ponser, uh, mm-hmm. and lettered by uh, uh, Chris Eliopoulos and Joe Carmagna. Um, so yeah, I know that it's the the lower tier uh, uh, Hickman event stuff. Um, and since I think I gave away my number one, uh, it's the one that people um, view, I guess, in less regard as Secret Wars. Uh, I love I love Secret Wars. I think that Secret Wars is like a beautifully executed event. Well, we'll talk 
well i'll talk about anyway um i think that sort of like what captures me about infinity and granted i just have read the um like the main series and the avengers and new avengers tie-ins because those are kind of essential um i haven't read most of the other sprawling amount of tie-in issues that it spawned although i think i think there are some good ones in there are i remember people saying that there are like at least like the the spider woman ones i don't know anyway um, there are good ones there are good ones i've read them i'm in the same boat as you though there's something about just like how sprawling and complicated and all-encompassing of the Marvel universe that Infinity is that I really love about it. Like Secret Wars is obviously all encompassing of the universe because they destroyed the universe. Um, but Infinity is like all corners of like the Space Empire stuff are fighting the builders, like the Illuminati are on Earth, like trying to fight Thanos. Like there's just so much going on all at the same time. And I can't remember a lot of other, there are not a lot of other Marvel events that are um, like that big and that sprawling and able to like tell all of those stories all at the same time. Uh, and I don't think that anybody really does that as well as, as Hickman. And I think that like, that's a, a lot of people's sort of frustrations with it is that it's just like very, like very, very convoluted and complicated. But really um, simple actually. Like, oh, yeah. There's so, just like one conflict. It's, yeah, yeah. It's just like a war on two fronts. Um, eh. I would argue it's ahead. a little more complicated, but well, there's like gone. a lot of maneuvering, but it's just like, it, unlike a lot of other events, which have like a really high concept of like, okay, so the government's passing a law, but Captain America doesn't like that law. So just like, there, there's no concept here. It's just like uh, aliens that are powerful that no one has ever heard of are invading and everyone's taken their opportunity to do shenanigans. And then the shenanigans yeah. get complicated, but like the story begins when the alien shows up and it ends when the aliens are defeated and the aliens are cool and interesting and how they're yeah. defeated is like a cool story. So yeah. That, and that the, other th- the other thing about it too, is that it just like evolves just sort of naturally from what, um, like what Hickman's already doing in the adventures, new adventures mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and I like events that feel, uh, like, they're like war of the realms although i have mixed feelings about war of the realms like that just sort of evolved naturally out of the story that's already being told um like there are some events that just sort of like pop out of nowhere like civil war ii um (laughs) but there are other events you know like infinity uh like like secret wars like or even like cataclysm cataclysm kind of pops out of nowhere um the war of the realms is definitely led up to very gradually Oh yeah. yeah, like I just I like I like that sort of like gradual. It all sort of like the scope of the conflict because it's an event might be ridiculous, um, but there's just there's something about uh, I don't know getting to like play with all of those characters all at the same time that I think is like really really cool. Just because I like that sort of like connectivity and that sense of of there are all these different things happening in all these different places. Like it was it's one of the events that I read it and it's like oh yeah the Marvel universe is actually a universe. Yeah. No, I feel I feel that it's for me, and the reason why I put it as an honorable mention and not up up at the top is that it's one so fucking long. It's it's only a, six issues. No, but. no, but it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> yeah, let's see, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. Six issues of Avengers, uh, and then there's four issues of New Avengers. So that's 16 issues. And then there's another five issues that are considered the prelude, which are included in the regular hardcover. Because if you don't have those, you have no fucking clue what's going on in either the Avengers or the new Avengers book. And Mm. I 
so I reread this on its own, not Infinity one through six. I read, you know, the whole that thing. Um, it's like six hundred pages. The hardcover also includes that Silver Surfer tie-in, uh, Infinity Against the Tide, which oh yeah, I'm not even gonna. I, that's not part of it. That's not even considered part of the main <laughs> tie-ins. I don't know and that why. Had no impact. That story was like, oh, now um, big stuff is happening for Silver Surfer, and then they yeah. were like, except it's not. Um, yeah. Now so, Doctor Who. Yeah, it's there. I don't know why they put it in. I guess they needed a place to put it. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's it's really sprawling, and I don't think it's a war on two fronts because Thanos makes it complicated. And because the builders, I think, are defeated by issue five, and then issue six is primarily concerned with whatever Thanos has been up to, and then we get a denouement in uh, the New Avengers book about the incursion that they were kind of pulled out of. And you can kind of see this also in the way that uh, Hickman laid out the Infinity with, uh, you know, how the issues go in that big chart. He loves him his charts. He um, loves charts. Yeah, and I really like, I love that boy, part. boy, loves some uh, charts. But rereading Infinity gave me a much better appreciation for the event as an event, um, especially with the way that he plays with what does Infinity do, what does Avengers do, and what does uh, New Avengers do uh, mm. with respect to um, yeah, with respect to, to the um, the art and the story, because they do they are three different paths. You have Infinity, which is the big event and is sort of uh, pulling the two stories back together and then they split back off and they come back together so they're both necessary but also uh parallel um so if you mm -hmm. just read infinity one through six you'd be lost you there's no way to do this event without including the avengers and new avengers stuff and still have it make sense well that's uh, that's but the Hickman thing where he, Hick yeah, that's the Hickman where he loves thing. doing and storytelling through the structure of how stupid yeah. comics numbering is, where he's just like, well, these yeah. two series are different series, but it's actually just one series. And why are you reading yeah. them separately? I told you from the front, but you just believe the publisher. He just trolls everybody with this. And now he's just like, I usually do two comic series that are one, but this is an event. They're telling me it's bigger. What if there was three series that's one? It's ours. I'm Hickman. <laughs> yeah. 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 But and. Yeah, so Avengers, because you've got Avengers, which are doing the Avengers thing, and it's the big bombastic space battle, and then you have the new new Avengers stuff, which is Thanos and the Cull Obsidian, uh, and all the, the really, it's really intimate, surprisingly, and then you've got Infinity, mm -hmm. which is doing both, plus tying in all the other stuff and kind of laying the groundwork for the smaller stories on the other two books, um, and it does work, but it also drags on and on on and by the end i'm like this could have been four issues shorter and i would have been very happy with that i mean Not and perhaps it could have been stuff but at one uh, one more thing that i really appreciated was infinity's art feels like a cross between mike diodato's stuff in new avengers uh and uh oh shit who's doing who's lendl lendl francis you in mm. uh in avengers like opinia and chung both feel like that like a middle ground between the two styles which i found really interesting when i was reading this i'm like wow mm -hmm. i don't know if he thought that through when picking the artist or if it's just these are the artists that he tends to work with but there's a lot going for which is why it's number two on your list um but i was just like man this is so long i don't know how <laughs> anyone 
made it through this. It's not like House of X Powers of Ten, where it's twelve issues and it was weekly, but that shit moved. It definitely. Well, I uh, this is where I diverge from you because I think actually the what makes the pacing of Infinity good is the same thing I like about uh, the pacing in. Um, uh, War of the Realms, which we'll talk about in a moment, uh, yeah. which is that uh, both of them are really well told as a war story. If you're mm-hmm. following Infinity, like uh, trying to track um, like characters moving through traditional arcs, it's kind of less interesting. Oh, yeah. Looking at it as like a work of history, and it's like this is a war, and this is why this battle is important and change the tide for this person. And sometimes it zooms in and shows you what the experience was like for someone, but the mm-hmm. story is the events of the war. And so sometimes uh, characters will it'll feel like their their arc is truncated, and you're like, oh. I was just getting used to that character being my point of view. Why are we jumping around? But that's just because that's their last thing in the war. Now Captain Marvel is leading the troops in a battle. Or like now Black Widow is getting the essential information on her spy mission or whatever. And it's just it, – so you're not really following people. And that's yeah. like a weird feeling. But War of the Realms does the same thing to a lot of success, I think. Yeah. I, yeah. I, had, I, I, had, trouble, I had trouble following the war part more like i totally get get what you're saying and you're you're right that we're following the war as if we were looking at a history book i mean like this was infinity that was the name of the war this is the battle of planet x planet y with the infinity war which was 10 other wars yeah but the infinity i war. still had trouble following the war at times where i'm just like why does this bat why is this battle important and then what was the outcome of the battle? Because sometimes it would, it would just kind of get lost in the shuffle and, and the art. And I mean, it's hard. It would, it's really hard, especially when you go to space, like trying to do yeah. space war at this scale and either not make it just pew pew lasers and then we're done. And also not hyper focused, like keeping this bird's eye view. Um, yeah. I don't know. And maybe if you had read Annihilation Conquest, you would have a little. <laughs> um, also, maybe uh, the the one thing I think we should mention with Infinity real quick is just that um, it had a weirdly tremendous impact for an event that like a lot of people didn't love, and it's yeah. gotten because yeah, yeah, all the all the inhuman stuff story. comes after here. Well, and it completely changed what a Thanos story is like to what the movie ended up being, and that I hear was the highest grossing movie of all time, but like. <laughs> Um, like Thanos in the '90s was like he was always grinning evilly, and he was like a real pontificating Doctor Doom kind of villain. And um, and then in Infinity, he's got like his his Colop City, and he's got this cult surrounding him, and he's like way goth, and he's not fun at all, and he's just like really <laughs> tired all the time, and he and he feels like tremendous. He doesn't feel like this goofy guy clenching his fists and shrieking. He like feels like the most dangerous thing in the world, but not the most interesting thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally, I, I agree with that. Yeah, it's less just like grand sort of I am death and more like, well, like this is what death might feel like. Uh, uh, Give me the yeah. heads of all of your children. Yeah, for real. Um, dark. And to, I, well, I thought you were going to because like what spins out of, what spins out of all this is all of the, the, in, the, uh, mixed reviewed inhuman stuff like inhumanity spins out of um, infinity. And this is like the launching point for all new Marvel now, which we talked about last episode. Um, and so there are a lot of like big universe changes that there are consequences like that come out of, of this event, which is not something uh, we can always say about uh, big status quo things. And, this, and the status Marvel. quo feels adequately explored, right? Like there's a couple of yeah. uh, Kamala Khan comes out of the infinity event, essentially. Yep. 
Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and that the, that Inhumans push was poorly remembered, but like they definitely explored it. You can't say that they ignored it. That idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. I'll I'll stand up for some of those Inhuman series. That Charles Soule stuff was good. Amen. All right, Elias, go number one. War of the Realms. War of the Realms. I knew it was coming. I did. I did. I Talk about War of the Realms. Uh, I think of all of the events. So I I tried not to pick any of the ones where it was like one and then like the alpha omega or uh something like spider-verse like which i really enjoyed but like it i it was so contained um which i guess you could argue fear itself was pretty contained but um i tried to go bigger and war of the realms has, has stuck with me since i read it granted i've also read it like eight times Uh, (laughs) in order to then write 10,000 words about it. Um, So That's a lot of words. That's like a whole academic article. That's... I I think it was. Um, (laughs) But I I may be a little too close to it, but I really loved the event as both uh, the way it was built to, uh, the way the structure was, Russell Dowderman's art... We got six oversized issues of Russell Dowderman art with Matt Wilson colors and Joe Sabino letters with Jason Aaron writing. Jason Aaron hasn't always written the best events. See Original Sin. Original um, Sin rules. Everyone, you, you're missing the point. The Original Sin is Aaron's <laughs> Original Sin. Yep. Um, but Coming from my life. <laughs> just a little bit. Oh, yeah. But... Um, it was just so well considered because it's also it's a Thor event that was able to encompass the entirety of the Marvel universe without feeling like it really disrupted it for too long um, in a way that like some of these other events really try to do and it just messes everything up. And it was, as you said, it's a war story and it's told from that that really bird's eye view where we're flitting around the route uh the world and giving the highlights and we're saying here's where this battle happens here's where that battle happens here's what happened in it here's why it's important for us to show it and then we zoom back into one specific area and why are we zooming in there because so much is happening it's a, like a, it's a turning point for the war well, and uh, if i could or it's a major battle or something like that and the um the reason i think war of the realms does this better than infinity is that in Infinity, you have to read all of it or else you'll be confused. Like, there's, yep. Take away any part and you That's don't true. have the whole. And with War of the Realms, the 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 central miniseries is just the bird's eye view war story, but it's told really, really well and it's really exciting. And then any yeah. of the tie-ins will zoom in on any of those battles or missions or scenes or something. And a lot of those are really good too. And so like, it works on the micro and the macro together. It's better and separate is great too. And Infinity, the second you start taking, trying to take it apart, it just it doesn't stand up. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, because there are like a number of good War of the Realms, War of the Realms tie-ins that focus on the conflict and other, um, like other places like the Agents of Atlas stuff is pretty good. Um, and like I read all of the As Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, like it's not bad. Um, and- you want a full rundown. I also read every single tie-in. Oh my god! <laughs> I I wanted to fully evaluate this event, and so I can tell you more more than half of those tie-ins were were of good to great quality. Good, yeah. Even even like the worst ones were just okay. There were none that were mm-hmm. really bad. 
but even the like the the war scrolls like the obligatory anthology series so for this one was really really good yeah um but yeah because jason aaron and andre sorrentino did like a daredevil story and that mm-hmm. was dope and then there was that, that one was short uh loki and wiccan drag brunch thing um that My drag Anthony, brunch with loki Anthony the Oliveira like wrote that was really good that I really I really, really liked that short story. Um, I also liked um, there was a fun issue about um, Punisher, Freya, uh, Blade, and She Hulk, written by uh, Charlie Jane Anders of uh, io9.com and uh, a couple of not really good novels. Mm-hmm. Mm. She, she did this one issue and it involved um, She Hulk having to tell Thor's mom that they were boning. Oh yeah. yeah, that issue was so funny. They and, were uh, they were in the the swamps of Svartalheim. Yeah, and uh, Punisher has really embarrassing music taste. It turns out, but he just like owns it because he's a because uh, Charlie Jane writes the best Punisher. It turns out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. I no, I think I think you're good. I think you're totally right. The tie-ins for War of the Realms because I I because I've and I've talked about War of the Realms on this show. Um, like I feel like like it's a gorgeous comic like 100%. Oh, we haven't even talked about the art, the Russell Dodman art in the Central Series, which is probably the biggest selling point. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. 100%. 100 Dodderman and Wilson are gods. Um absolutely. Uh but like cuz cuz I I had like from reading all the Jason Aaron Thor stuff, like getting to War of the Realms, um there's like so much like like uh like pathos and all of the the Aaron Thor stuff, like it's so emotional. I think Jake you said this lot, like it's like man tears um grizzly man tears is like yeah, yeah jason aaron is the embodiment of like yeah manly tears that's, uh, that's his tone yeah and like war of the like war of the realms like while big and impactful and like, the conclusions like very sort of like emotional like all of it is not not encompassing of that same feeling that like the rest of the of the overall arc is i guess like in my in my opinion but um but it's still yeah, it's still a really really great uh a really really great comic um, the only and a the, really great event yeah the only thing i would want to add to that is that um is that uh, Jason Aaron? I love Jason Aaron. I've always, I've loved him since he was writing Wolverine comics. Um, I think he's like a fun, pulpy, imaginative writer. But uh, his Thor, I think, is like inarguably his masterpiece. It's definitely the best thing he's written. Yeah. It's thematic yeah. and novelistic mm-hmm. and paced in this way that uh, few other comics anyone has written, let alone that he's written, are like. And uh, those novelistic aspects really make all the goofy fun of War of the Realms just feel like so. Uh, tremendous and epic in this uh, way that's almost unmatched because like it was like 10 years of consideration and mystery about the meaning what it means to be worthy what is what is worth like these like really thematic questions and then war of the realms like really had a state like a strong statement it wasn't just dithering to ask the question he like had something to say and you didn't really have to read any of the previous stuff to understand it which is very nice and kind of what you want for an event and rare that's true yeah yeah and mas- masterfully true. done yeah it just yes. like a, just like every level it's so hard to i feel like with comics you want to pull your punches you don't want to like uh include too much in it if uh for new readers that's how do you run that balance and then like war of the realms that's the master class on how to write details exactly every everything you need to know is in that book mm-hmm. no that's a really good point that's, that's a really great. good point yeah all right jake i think we're in agreement on number one so you go uh, how can there be any argument? The number one Marvel event of all time 
is 2015. Civil War. Secret Wars. That was a mean <laughs> joke. A mean joke. Written by Mark Millar. No, thank you. We already talked about Mark Millar. We're done. We're done with him. We're talking about a guy we never talk about in this show. And it's 2015 Secret Wars, written by Jonathan Hickman, a stranger to me, and drawn by Asad Ribic, who definitely had nothing to do with the last event. So yeah. just right. So it's just like our most talked about writer and one of our most talked about artists did an event together that was like the event to end all events. Don't forget yep. about Sforcina's Sforkina? Ives, color, um, yeah, and with uh, colors by I uh, yeah Ive Sporkina. I think that's right. I hope that's right. Ive tweeted us. <laughs> or please, don't. Please but, correct no. me. No, I, I'll yeah. uh, I'll be corrected by somebody's name. That's the right thing to do here. Anyway, Secret Wars is great. Um, I feel like to, <laughs> the thing you got to know about Secret Wars to someone who doesn't know Secret Wars is that. The premise of Secret Wars is that not the the multiverse has been destroyed in an unspeakable cataclysm of also unspeakable complexity, but that doesn't matter anymore. We're we're past that. The, the multiverse yeah. is done. They there was a page in the first issue that said uh, Marvel Universe, uh, and then they had the dates that it was uh, it was born and the date that it died. We're we're done with that, and yeah. um, and because of that, Marvel canceled every single one of their books, and for one insane summer. Everything was replaced by miniseries where every writer wrote their like just innermost desire as fan fiction. And a lot of that got turned. There was like slash fiction and there was like fun YA stuff. And there was like really gritty, gross stuff by creators that maybe uh, were once beloved, but their work has an age role. Just like everybody got to put everything they were on the table. And they're like, this is who I am as a human being. And I'm pouring it all into one insane miniseries using Marvel characters. And that's what it was mm -hmm. like. Yeah. I didn't yeah. talk about the story, but that's that's what the event Secret Wars is. Yeah. Well, I can talk a little bit about the story. Yeah, you can talk about uh, the story, Kevin. So, um, so similar, like the exact opposite of Infinity. Uh, whereas like the story, as Jake just, just said, is like huge. The Marvel Universe is dead. Uh, everything's dead. Uh, and yet, like the main Secret Wars series is some of the most like intimate Doctor Doom character study stuff that has ever been written in Marvel comic things. Like it's so focused on sort of an, an extension epilogue or whatever of, of Hickman's uh, like fantastic four and FF run, but then also like ties up all of his Avengers, new Avengers stuff. And it really just like focuses on, on doom and the Richards and, and then also like miles Morales who gives uh molecule man a hamburger, which is wonderful. <laughs> this is what adorable. happens when you try to describe secret wars is you just say yeah, like, absurd just... nonsense and everyone's just like, that doesn't sound like a story. But it is. Yeah, it's like, it's that sounds story. dumb, but why are... Yeah, yeah. Scott Summers dies. We were talking about how shitty Cyclops is in the, in the 2000s, 2010s. Summers sucks. Ally said that. Yep. Um, Scott Summers uh, was right, and you guys are not allies. He no. just gets wrecked by, by Doom. I did like, like it when a, he got wrecked by Doom. That was fun. Oh, it was yeah. pretty great. Yeah. Thanos gets wrecked by Doom. <laughs> Everybody gets wrecked by Doom. But then Everybody Thanos kind of wrecks Doom back a little bit. Black Panther D wrecks Doom. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which is also like, a, I mean, he's sort of like one of, if not like, like Loki, no, the, the main, Loki, the MVP of that series, but also like Loki, the MVP of like New Avengers too. A hundred percent the MVP of New Avengers. Wait, who are, yeah. let's list a couple of our other MVPs from Secret Wars because I have a lot. There's also a okay. Groot who is not only yes. has turned into Yggdrasil, the world tree, but is also Doom's throne who betrays him. Yep. <laughs> Loki yep. MVP. Yeah. Um, the thing, the thing is like a, the wall that keeps oh, wait, all no, the wait, like zomb zombies or whatever. Isn't the there? thing is the wall from Game of Thrones. 
Yes. The thing gets turned yeah. into the wall from Game of Thrones and all the exiles of – so the moment I knew I was going to love Secret Wars was in the marketing <laughs> that was leading up to it. They uh, they said like uh, uh, the Marvel Universe is no more. There is only Battle World. And you're like Battle World was the name of a thing from an old Marvel comic. What, what are you talking about? And Battle World is that Doctor Doom has become the god emperor and created the mm-hmm. planet of just like his favorite Marvel comics and everyone is writing miniseries about them. But not only are all the different miniseries, like uh, Age of Apocalypse is somewhere in there, and uh, yeah. what else was in there? Um, Soul Ultron. War, East for Extinction, Age of Ultron, Annihilation, uh, uh, Marvel Babies was in there. Yeah, 1602. Uh, and then some original ones. There was a cool Kung Fu one where it was like everyone was like ninja versions of themselves. There was Greenland where everyone was a Hulk except for Captain America who was a naked gladiator riding on um, Devil Dinosaur looking oh, for his yeah. lost husband Buffy. Yep, 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 yep um, that happened. Just everybody's wildest fan fiction was turned into a realm, like a land. And uh, there was all these politics about who ruled these lands. And it was just like mm-hmm. the craziest Marvel fanfic. And then there was this wall that protected everyone from the really scary lands, like the zombie land. And the wall was made of the thing who Doom turned into the wall with magic. And there was the, uh, what were the Endless Summers? The Boys of Summer? What was the, there was a bunch of Cyclops clones and they all get exiled because yeah. nobody likes Cyclops no matter what realm he's in. They always kick him out. Right. So every version of Cyclops got stuck there. It was mm-hmm. just like, oh my God. Yeah, we see Doom's face. That's cool. And Assad Riddick like draws v, it. V tragic. Yes. Yeah. He gets everything he wants, and then he doesn't get everything he wants. But it's okay because everything lives. Oh my God. Loki MVP. Sam Sam Rod, there. The Thor core. We're talking about Jason there. And you remember the Thor core? Oh yeah. Shit was I dope. Love the Thor yeah. Core. Yeah. It's, and they were ridiculous. They were cops. Every yeah. cop was Thor, and every criminal was a Loki. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. But. Again, Sinister was there and featured an oddly large amount in Secret War. Good Sinister. Sinister. Well, just obviously uh, Doom and Sinister would be bros. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Watching him get beheaded multiple times. Beautiful. There was the really messed up dynamic of Doctor Doom when he rewrites the universe. He's married to the Invisible Woman, and yep. they have had her, her the same kids that she had with uh, Reed Richards, but now she's had them with Doom somehow through magic. And it's incredibly messed up, and the story like really grapples with that. Like it's a, the freakiest Twilight Zone episode you've ever read. Mm-hmm. 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 That was an amazing mm-hmm. part of it. Um, Doctor Strange is Doctor Doom's uh, right hand, and he's like really reluctant, and he's the only one who remembers the world before. Yep. And yep. um, I, Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom are my favorite. One of my one of my favorite Marvel friendships. Mm-hmm. I think it's it, uh, mm-hmm. seminal since that they're they're eighties miniseries together. Such a weird, such a weird friendship in this. Yeah. But Plus, like, like the actual non sorry, the actual non um, <laughs> Secret Wars like world related tie ins are like actually really really good too. Like watching the mm-hmm. world end. And like Miss Marvel and Silver Surfer. Silver um, Surfer is the one I was thinking. It's like like very tragic. And like watching the Ultimate Universe actually die is yeah. a little bit sad. Um, um, in uh, the LU and Captain America and the Mighty Avengers, there was a really good one where just like the regular yeah. people of New York all stood around watching the world disappear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Elias. I cut you off. What were you saying? Well, I, I was just, I was just kind of saying words. Um, <laughs> but I did have a couple other thoughts. Um, one being why secret wars works so well um because like dc tried to do their own when they were moving to the west coast they canceled all their books and had convergence and convergence 
is just boring. And most of the convergence yeah. tie-ins were boring. They weren't bad. Yeah. They're just boring, which sucks. But this, this had one, it was set up for what? Four years. A couple I think of years. About, a, a couple, about yeah. four years since, since everything dies, it had been building to this. Um, since uh, Avengers and New Avengers first, I've been arguably had been building this for ten years because he set this all up in his uh, Fantastic Four. In Fantastic War, yeah. I still yeah, have not yeah. read that, so I couldn't speak to that. Oh, um, just, it's so good. As far as well, and then at the end of X Men, I feel like Secret Wars is going to um, inform that so much, and it's all going to be a continuum. Oh yeah, yeah. Secret, Secret yeah. Wars has to come back in some way, and like I saw, I saw bits in Infinity and here that I'm like, oh, he's still playing with these ideas even now, um, like. Anytime he brings in the maker, he really likes the maker. I don't understand it. He created the maker. He created um, the maker. I don't understand it. <laughs> uh, go back and read those Ultimate comics. They're really cool. And you'll this get is the maker. Why, yeah, this is why you got to read his Ultimate stuff. Why is he a thousand years it's old? So How is he a thousand years old? Because it's the because... Ultimate version of Phantom X. Okay. No, it's the Ultimate version of Reed Richards. It, he's old. He is Reed Richards as a person, but he went through what Phantom X went through, and that's why he is like that. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, it's a good series. I'll have to read it eventually. I think but you got to read it's it. It's super good. Yeah. So, I, but Tony Stark talks to his tumor. Really it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why some people are were kind of mad with the series when it was coming out. Uh, for one thing, it didn't end on time. That's true. Okay, fine. <laughs> and the entire it. Marvel universe it. launched before they could do it because they also added an entire issue to the end. Um, but that yeah, but people people were just not patient, and it's it's you well, can't you can't Marvel, rush good Marvel art. Marvel wasn't patient know. either. Yeah, they, well, yeah, they canceled all their books. They so really they should to, have waited. Yeah, if you're gonna do the publicity punch, you you uh, you should have a better plan. I feel like like they yeah, really uh, they botched the execution. I'll, I'll grant you that. Um, yeah, yeah. But like in hindsight, who cares? Talk. In hindsight, it's already yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And as a as a once it's out, it's so good. Because I hadn't read it since it first came out, so I was reading it issue by issue, and now that and now reading it in one sitting, it works so well. It's as, like you said, Kevin. It's really intimate uh, in a way that like Infinity and a lot of these other big events aren't, um, while still retaining the grand scope of you know the whole rest of his series and being how do you take down someone who has become unto God. Um, and, and like and how God feels about being God, and he he doesn't like uh and doom, doom as God is so compelling because he seems like if he put his mind to it he'd be really good at it but he doesn't really want to do it because he kind of yeah. knows he's yeah. ultimate because he ultimately knows he's a piece of trash and it's like this I love these like cosmic stories that get so big that the truth becomes undeniable and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, well it's just like one of those things too like he won and it's like. It's like the endless like like Tom and Jerry cartoon like whatever what's going to happen like when Tom catches Jerry like nobody knows because you can't make that happen because otherwise like <laughs> the dynamic goes away. Wow. Um, yep. Like Doom's like I'm god now. Huh, um, this is really boring. This although, sucks. Like I think yeah. What are you guys' favorite? Say, oh sorry. Yeah, I was going to just say my favorite part and this is like in in the really technical stuff. First, whenever we see the Ultimate Universe people, they're speaking with the Ultimate Universe font, which yep. I really appreciate. Ultimate I hate that font with a burning passion. Love, love that font. But, yeah. Oh, it's a terrible font. It's the worst. Um, the mixed case lettering <laughs> in House of X, Powers, and 10 are so much better. 
but this mixed-case lettering reeks of the early 2000s in the worst possible way. Um, <laughs> I'm going to keep bashing it, Kevin. But first, what I Kevin, really... Kevin, I'm not on Elias' side about this. I want you to know. <laughs> okay, but good, good. Miles Morales speaks with that throughout the entirety of the series until he's back on the main Earth, and then he gets the 616 lettering, which I thought was such a great touch because of what Molecuman, because Molecuman doesn't just give him back uh, his parents, he also makes him one with the 616 universe. Whereas the other, the only other survivor of the Ultimate Universe, as far as I know, other than Thor's hammer, is the Maker. I don't know what's up with the Maker. I don't know how he made it over. I don't quite remember. Yeah. I think you don't have to worry about it. He's great. He's got a thing. But he's <laughs> still got his ultimate universe lettering which maybe now could just be called the maker's lettering um but i really like that touch and that it's in this comic so that if anyone's like well why doesn't miles still have the lettering it's like well here's why and it's in the original the original series where that would have happened and so it's such a subtle thing that like i didn't even notice it the first time and i noticed it this time only because i was looking out for it because they, uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Man have that conversation on top of a building right before flying off, and that's such a great, such a great moment. Um, do you guys mm-hmm. have any uh, favorite weirdo miniseries that tied into this? Ooh, I mean, Thor's um, was a lot of fun, but I'm trying to think. Uh, Weird World. Weird uh, World. Yeah, I really I like Ace. Got more more of that. That wasn't. I mean, Humphreys did a decent job, mm-hmm. but. I mean, you just like Mike Del Mundo. I really like Mike Del Mundo, but I also really like Weird World because it's well, Weird World. It's it's so <laughs> strange. It's just it's bonkers. I mm. can't argue with that. Um, what do you, oh. do you have a favorite, Kevin? I was gonna say I really like um, I really like A Force just because I like the concept a lot. Um, so the that one was the the Secret Wars mini was written by G Will Wilson and Marguerite Bennett, and then it's illustrated by Jorge Molina, and I don't. 100% remember exactly what happens, but it's like where Singularity is induced, and I, I think she's like cool, and she appears sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I just think like it makes a lot of sense to have an all-women team of Avengers. And though they have like an island, it's like the island of like women Avengers, basically. It's like Themyscira, but like for like the women <laughs> Avengers. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a yeah. Great, that's a great way to describe it, actually. Yeah. What about you, Jake? Um, oh my god, I'm I've narrowed it down to three. So if I had to pick one, <laughs> if I had Good. to pick one, it'd be the only one I actually own in trade, which is um, Siege. Yeah, <laughs> from Gillen. Yeah, that was the Kieran Gillen one. I I, uh, I was like oh, I should go against my brand, but I hear it with art by uh, Felipe and, uh, Andrade, and uh, mm-hmm. that's the one that's about the wall uh, where um, Abigail Brand, who's one of Kieran Gillen's favorites and one of my favorites too, actually. Um, is the commander of the wall and then just like various exiles from the other books if you read the other tie-ins there will be parts where a character will get arrested by a thor and be like you have been sentenced to exile on the wall and then they'll carry them down to the siege book where they'll just show up in like issue three or something and so just constantly people are coming in from the other books and dying and it's amazing and there's and there's also uh there's a, a couple that is made up of um i believe it's america chavez and um and Ilyana Rasputin, and then uh, Kate Bishop kind of becomes their third buddy. Hmm. It's real awesome. They get all put yeah. Was that I like the... a few of the one shots. 
Yeah, the, like see, the whatever the love the love issues were, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, uh, secret uh, or secret loves. There was like young yeah. love. Yeah, secret loves. That was what it was called. Yeah, uh, or like there's Howard like a, the there's a Jeremy Whitley one in there. Oh, Howard the Human. Yeah. <laughs> But really like the X-Men 92, which was just a what if the X-Men com- cartoon from 1992 had kept on going and then like all the later characters from X-Men had to be like 90s versions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they did, there's like a 90s Cassandra Nova in there. It's very funny. The, I just found out that there's a Noelle Stevenson penned Runaways tie-in. It's very good. It starts Jubilee. Yep. What? Yep. And Sanford yep. Green's The Artist. Yep, it's yeah. very good. How <laughs> did I miss? There's this. some gems. There's just some gems. In the there. the Secret Wars tie-ins are all these crazy. They just for us crazy summer. Marvel was just like, here's who we want to have us writing books. We don't want to like have too much overlap, so we're gonna like have it chart out who gets to use what characters. But otherwise, just like go crazy and just write your like most earnest, stupid fan fiction versions of these characters. And everyone got to show you what they're really about. You see everyone's mm-hmm. innermost soul. There's no. Yeah. Uh, Sam Humphreys is like vaguely queer but mostly just like oh this is a million fetishes you want to explore sam humphreys because that's his writing style (laughs) (laughs) and peter davids is like really like uh navel gazy and like looking back to his past glories with like very little new ideas and dennis hopelesses are all extremely exciting but like a little bit sad just like everyone's showing you what they're really about. If you want to see every yeah. great Marvel writer who was uh, writing during that uh, era and a great artist, they all are just like, no one was saying no. The editors all got drunk for three months, and this is what happened. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then and all the business ones were terrible. Two, which was. Which one was terrible? Hmm? I said all the Bendis ones were terrible. Yeah, I was hoping oh. that's what you said. All the Bendis ones are terrible. I think yeah. he was pretty checked out by then. He's yeah. waiting on that sweet DC money. Yeah, it wasn't, how long was before was be, that before DC? No, because he launched he launched the quote unquote flagship book of of all new, all different. Because he was writing Invincible Iron Man. Oh right, he, he did, did Iron Man. Then he did Civil War two. He did Iron Man, and then Civil War two. That led into Civil War two, and then he did probably two the, or three years. All the 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 Riri, the Riri Williams and Doom Iron Man stuff for like. Oh, and a he did a bunch time. of those uh, lame Netflix Defenders books that were all very bad. He did Jessica Jones. The dead defender, the actual Defenders book, that one that he did was was drawn by David Marquez. So yeah, but I remember loving the art crazy. and hating the writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh. Secret Wars. It's the best event. It's uh, Secret Wars is probably the first event, or they came out around the same time. Was the original Secret War is considered by a lot of people the first event? But I would say the mm-hmm. other contender is uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. I forget which actually mm-hmm. came out first. They came out within months of each other. I think that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Crisis might have come out first, but some comic nerd is going to yell at me on the internet. But whatever, they're right. They get this one. Um, <laughs> this one goes to Secret you. Secret Wars, May 1984. Hold on. I can tell you because Wikipedia is my friend. Um, well, uh, yes. Yeah, Secret Wars was first. And Secret then Wars Crisis. was first. Okay, Crisis yeah. was a couple months later. But what I oh, love about this... Um, what I love about this version of Secret Wars is it's Crisis. It's the... Um, all the worlds are falling and the multiverse is falling apart and it's going to change continuity forever. He's just doing crisis on infinite earths, but way better. And I love crisis. Yeah. Like Marvel Wolfman wrote the hell out of that. I own that book too. It's great. But like that feels like a first draft and secret wars feels like the last draft. Yeah. 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 I feel like this is like the, I mean, there's so many, um, I mean, you said it, you pointed out convergence Elias like that. That seemed like that one got cooked up when the ink dried on the the selling the building in New York for them to move all their stuff out to to California. <laughs> um, 
like yep. that was like a cement half-baked bullshit idea but this is uh like there's so many comics right now big two stuff where it's like how do we end the multiverse or, or there have been so many times like the world's gonna end the multiverse is gonna end the universe is gonna end blah 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 and and hickman does that like he destroys everything um but like the story that you get in its place subverts the idea that it's really about destroying the universe it's like yeah i destroyed everything and now it's this is about doom mm-hmm. um and it's it's just it's like it's they're like i guess like some creator on series where like worlds are very much destroyed but they're like very character focused and it feels a lot more like like that like something like a <clears throat> like a well thought out like image book or something well, and um, it's a, it's like a celebration of all the different kinds of crazy stories that Marvel tells, and then it gets yeah. weirdly meta because it's like Doom is celebrating the greatest adventures he knows about. It's like Doom's read all the Marvel books, and he's got a bunch of favorites, and like a lot of them are really good, but some of them you're like, Doom, what the hell are you doing, buddy? Civil War was not that good. Yeah, which is why the tie-in's also not good, but better than the Mark Marlar stuff. Uh, I was going to say, I, di- I, didn't, I enjoyed Charles Soule's take on what if Civil War literally never ended. <laughs> I think I have that. One. I think I have all the issues of that one. Um, uh, so I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hate it either. I was gonna make a joke because like it's like yeah, Doom, Doom made this world, and it's like Sam Humphrey's doing all the weird, weird, like queer stuff, and it's like really, it's like that's Doom's fetish channeled through Sam Humphrey's or Sam. Wait, Humphrey's that's channeled. an interesting continuity question. So is Sam Humphrey's just Doom's like fetish object? I think all of the writers hmm. in this thing are like Doom. Like Doom knows that like, you know, Peter David and all them like got to relive the highlights. He's like less concerned with all that stuff. He's more interested in all the like weird love things and other weird stuff. Like, you know, anybody can think of like, oh, what if Civil War never ended? But like, how do you think about having an entire core of Thor cops, you know? Well, that's that's what Jason Aaron's all about, right? Jason Aaron's just like, what's the stupidest idea? Okay, it's brilliant. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, alrighty, well, folks, that is our that is our show. Um, we'll be back in June for hopefully there uh, some news and some more X some more X Men related content from the DC Three Boys and. Perhaps not that the the crisis is the crisis of the coronavirus is ending, but at least. At this point, it looks like um, there are new comic books that are going to be coming to your uh, stands, eyes, Comicsology accounts, parking lots where your new, where your local comic book store people are delivering your stuff with masks and gloves and full regalia, um, and continue to h- take care of one another in the midst of of all this. Uh, and thanks for listening, uh, Elias, Jake. Thanks for being on the show. Where can folks find you on the larger interwebs? Well, they can find me on Twitter at at Quetzalish, Q-U-E-T-Z-E-L-I-S-H, uh, where you can tweet at me and I might get it as an email. Uh, and I'll check in every so often uh, telling me uh, and telling off these two posers about uh, the lettering in the Ultimus universe and how terrible it is. Really good. Um, so wrong. You can find me. settle this debate for us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am uh, on Twitter as well. You can find me at rambling underscore moose. And I also uh, do a lot of work on uh, multiversitycomics.com. It's a really great website. You should check it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you can find me at multiversitycomics.com. Uh, no Twitter, sadly. Uh, still taking a break. Um, Smart we'll move. be back. 
I I'm I'm doing what I can, folks. Got gotta gotta take care. Gotta take care of that old that old brain and that old mental health. You know, uh, I didn't have a joke. I don't have any mental health jokes. Anyway, um, take care of yourselves, folks. We'll see you back here in June. Uh, farewell. Bye.